All right, can you give me a five count, Christian? A one, a two, a three. Welcome to episode 30. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumb. (laughs) You're keeping that in. Welcome to episode 31 of the I Can Dig It podcast. Uh, I didn't think we'd get this far, but we're here. Doing a thing. Joining me today is Bailey. Hello. And Christian. Hello. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, our regular music and video games, as well as Toy Story 4, since we didn't get to talk about that last episode, since we were cut woefully short by a pack of about 15 Korean girls (laughs) in the other room. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was wild. That sounds fake, but it's real. <laughs> Make it sound like we're going to get fucking destroyed. <laughs> they just walk in and their mouths split open like the fucking vampires from Blade. Oh, God. <laughs> Take me away from this segment. <laughs> oh, it's super good. Anyway, Toy Story 4, we didn't get to talk about Carly Rae Jepsen neither, so we're transferring that to this episode as well. Um... I didn't get the opportunity to play Y2K this weekend because I love myself. So that's going to be a next weekend sort of thing. Um, We're going to be talking about the new Marvel announcements for Wave 4. And we're going to cap off the episode by talking about really bad music we were into as children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Christian, what have you been listening to, buddy? Um, I've been listening to one album and one album only. And that is? <laughs> <laughs> it is called um, Weather by Tycho. Uh, is that weather as in weather or weather as in weather? Weather as in what you feel in the outside. <laughs> <laughs> you could have used such better words, but you chose specifically not to. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, the weather that touches good. <laughs> exactly. Um this album just came out, I want to say about two weeks ago, and it's really good. Uh, Tycho normally makes just electronic music. I normally listen to it when I'm trying to do internship work or just schoolwork in general. Um, but this album, he decided to ha- uh, like partner with this female vocalist for like six out of the eight songs, and it works really well. Uh, the female vocalist is called Saint Sinner, I guess. Um, but it's really good. Uh, his instrumentals aren't dumbed down by the vocals, but the vocals complement the instrumentals very well. She has a very nice, soft voice that uh, works really well with his instrumental style, and I like it a lot. Uh, this album is really good. It's like coming up on what might be like in my top three or five albums of the year so far. Like I really enjoy it. So. Give it a listen. Weather by Tycho. And listen to his old stuff if you want just like straight instrumentals. It's so good. Anything else you've been listening to, Christian? No. Bailey! Hello. There's there's this playlist that we usually have every Yeah, dude, we know. Okay. Uh, Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! (laughs) Breaking up my fucking flow. We have a formula here. And we're cutting it down. (laughs) All right. Your formula can be simplified. Bailey, and songs, we're now. saving time. Nothing in return. Monsoon. It's got music in it. Boom. Other side. By you sound like a genius. fucking chump. <laughs> Dang, champ. <laughs> I don't know why you gotta be so harsh. You went from champ to chump. What happened to you? Chump to champ. You changed. Chump the chump bucket. <laughs> Dude, what is the secret formula? <laughs> we'll never know. No scrubs. 
No scrubs. No but okay, scrubs. the weekly playlist has a whole bunch of different shit on it. There's no theme or anything. It's literally like weird indie rock to sad synth piano to 70s big yellow taxi to Everclear and then to like Brat Pop. Oh, all on there. Some the theme pop. is no theme. The world is on fire and yeah. in chaos. So it's all over the place. So there's nothing in return um, by Monsoon, which is the indie rock song. It's kind of familiar to um, Roy Blair that I had on the playlist last week. It's very good. Then we have Other Side by Perfume Genius, which is the song that is in the trailer for the movie The Goldfinch, which is like very sad. <laughs> and depressing compared to all the other songs on here. It's a very simple piano followed by this really big like orchestral synth explosion in the song. And it's supposed to represent loss and stuff like that. And it's just very bummer. But oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell, the original that came out in the 70s. Um, and it's just uh, a really fun, just uh, acoustic version of, I guess, the 70s disdain for government and the man in general. 70s disdain for government? What about the now disdain for government? The disdain for government never leaves, bro. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have disdain. Fuck the police. And then, <laughs> I Will Buy You a New Life by Everclear, just because that song's fucking good. Oh, yeah. That song's amazing. I love that song. That's like peak, like earliest 2000s, <laughs> just <laughs> like some 41, like Ocean Avenue type shit. <laughs> Didn't oh. some 41 come out with an album? Yeah. And holy everyone shit. says it's real good. <laughs> oh, wow. Could you imagine that being their fucking redemption album? Holy shit. Everyone's like, it's their best album in 15 years. And I was like, they've made music for 15 years? What? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard about them since I was like a baby. I haven't heard about them since they were talking about pushing old people downstairs and like <laughs> kicking babies in the face and shit. <laughs> Love those guys. Fucking was so I like make my mom wish she had an abortion or no, something it's like, just that. like something. <laughs> Doctor says my mom should have had an yeah. abortion. It's like whoa. <laughs> it's like all right, some forty-one. <laughs> we'll see. Right. We'll see you in fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> they come back with just like objectively the best album, yeah. and we all have to shut the fuck up. Oh my god. <laughs> Bailey, where can we find all the other songs? Hold on, I'm not done, Fuck! Chick. Y'all go off on a tangent. You don't let me talk about Brat Pop. I'll go off on my tangerines if I want to. What about Brat Pop? Never get that scurvy. Um, So, Sue Me by Sabrina Carpenter is basically how she's like, I look fucking good tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go dance. Fuck you. Sue me if you don't like it. And the club. It. I'm walking. Pussy is popping. Exactly. I love that. <laughs> and she's powerful. She's killing it. And I love it. I love so that. Where can, where can we find this? <laughs> we can find this playlist at the, the I Can Dig It Vault on Spotify.com. The I Can Dig It Weekly. The Vault can... has the other songs. Shit, I'm sorry. Dingus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all on the I Can Dig It Weekly, Spotify. All these songs rotate into the Vault. Last week rotated into the Vault. It's all around. Check it out. Spotify. That was a good thigh slap that showed up on mic. Fuck yeah. Dude, hell yeah. Give me a good one. Uh. <laughs> That's right. They solid, call me daddy. Solid muscle right there. Mm. Look for solid. the shovel. You'll love it. You'll level the shovel. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's fucking unhinged. It's all over the place. <laughs> all I've been listening to is uh, Caro Caro Bonito's 2016 album, Bonito Generation. I've talked about it on the show before, like way earlier when we were stuck in the fucking broom closet recording studio. Uh, 
just going to rehash my thoughts on this one. It's one of my favorite albums just because it's so dumb and kind of like pointless. <laughs> my favorite songs are Waking Up, which is about waking up in the morning being hard. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> uh, heard a song, which is about hearing a super catchy song that's so catchy you fucking slam on the brake so hard that a kid walks up to you and is like, fucking, I don't know who you are, but this beat is fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Children stopping you in the road. Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> fishbowl, which is about a fish in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> Try me, which is about uh, trying to get employed. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> okay. Some of these are relatable. Yeah. Trampoline, which is about like, oh, man, it's a bummer today. What can I do? I'm going to get on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> that song is really fucking good. It's super good. <laughs> Uh, picture this, which is about sometimes you just want to take a selfie. So just take one. Man, I love that all of these songs get rid of the middleman. That is, you know, subtlety and shit. <laughs> There's no metaphor. It's just get on a trampoline and bounce. Yeah, just bounce, baby. The album art for this album is so good, too. It's just her in, like, a neon blue fucking, like, graduation getup. Holding a diploma, looking all smug, like, mm, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, one of my favorites one is Hey Parents, which is actually kind of kind of heartfelt. It's about, like, you know, being away from your parents at school or, like, in a professional setting or whatever and being like, I'm doing fine. You raised me okay. Uh, but make sure you didn't fuck up my room because I'm coming back soon. It's like, oh, that's mm. cute. So... Uh, Bonito Generation, Caro Caro Bonito. Also check out their 2018 album, Time and Place. Super good. Way more experimental. Love Caro Caro Bonito. For sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you were muting the mic and then like, <laughs> and then you let it ride. I did, but I wanted that last part to show up on you mic. To... <laughs> oh, both parts sh- were on there. <laughs> Dude, we got thigh slaps and... <laughs> Thigh slaps and screams for euthanasia. We got it all. It's all there. Bailey! Hello. You like video games, right? I do. What kind of video games have you been playing recently? So, I've been playing just that regular stuff. Just Call of Duty. Just on the side. Just to keep me, like, occupied with shit. But, I did um, get the Lord of the Rings game, Shadows of Mordor. The first one or the second one? The first one. Okay. How's that, Bailey? That one, so... Like, I was really interested in it when I first saw it, and then, like, it just kind of dropped off. Then it was on sale recently, so I'm like, okay, I'll pick it up. Mm -hmm. And the worst part about the game, just getting, like, the thing I hate the most about it out of the way is just... Is that it's not Breath of the Wild? It's not... That's not, like, the biggest (laughs) problem. The space is filled with things to do when you're put in somewhere, but the... It's Arkham-style combat, so it's basically mash until you see counter, and then mash again. Mm -hmm. And, like... Yeah. I hate that combat. It gets tedious real quick. Yeah, and like literally I'll run into scenarios where there'll be there'll be like 20 orcs around me and I will just be mashing square and hitting triangle when I need to and I'll never get hit. And eventually it'll get to the point where I'm not killing them fast enough, so they'll just walk away. <laughs> it's getting boring over here. Like the AI is wow. like this isn't moving fast enough. Like Damn. So that sucks, but everything else about the game is super cool. I really love the Lord of the Rings world and stuff, and it does that really well. Um, the exploration is really good. There's a lot of stuff to do and a lot of things you can manipulate and do around. The um, the orc chief system is really cool. Do you guys know about that in this game? Yeah. Yeah, you know about it? Do you know about it? Not really. So there's, like, captain orcs within packs of them. Or 
Mm. Orcs that kill you, they get promoted, and it's like, fucking, I'm the big man now. Yes. Oh, that's hella cool. So, like, your character is, like, a weird undead elf ghost-like thing mixed with a human, whatever. It's a weird Lord of the Rings thing. But um, if an orc does something that's important within the world of the game, it'll either get promoted, die, or it'll move laterally and kill, like, other chieftain or whatever. And you can manipulate this to where you can promote orcs that are on your team within the system. So there will be situations there just like there's a budding head icon where you can go there and it'll be like this one orc is trying to execute this other orc and they're both captains. If you save the orc that's trying to get executed, he'll be on your team and he'll get promoted and you'll have people in like the enemy ranks that are spies for you and shit. Damn, that's hella cool. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of different things with that. Each orc like captain has their own strengths and weaknesses so you can figure out how to like combat them specifically if they're really tough. And that's really cool. There's a ton of customization, which I was surprised with. There's a lot of different options you can use for weapons that, like, deal with stealth or with health regen or for, like, resources in general. That was cool. I wasn't expecting that. And, uh, yeah, I'm slowly getting through it, but it's cool so far. Yeah. Do you think you'll pick up Shadow of War? Um, Maybe. Depends. We'll see. We'll have to see if it's on sale. (laughs) I've been waiting for that one to go on sale, and it just doesn't. Yeah. Oh. It really sucks that, like... Arkham style combat seems like the best combat people have come up with for like that style of game, like the more superhero e type third person combat, and that's like the only one people can come up with, unless they go like full on Devil May Cry beat 'em up. But I feel like most games don't want to be that ridiculous, you know? But Cowards. You, but you only like gain from that. I, I approach. agree. There's no like downside from that approach. Because like. Like, I can only think of, like, a handful of games that pull off the Arkham style super well. And, like, that might be, like, the first Batman game, because I love that game. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, Spider-Man. But that's because I rarely just punch dudes. I mainly do all the webbing shit because it adds so much variety. But if all you can do is punch and counter, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's boring real like, quick. Like, the game has those, like, variations where, like, you can counter better. Or you can, like, build up your hit meter to do an instant kill on one orc. Or if you, like, you time it. But it's not, like, put together very well. That also just doesn't seem like enough yeah, to me. Yeah, it's not enough. It's just, like, small little variations or, like, statistic, you know, fluctuations in how you would do it regularly. It's my not biggest, anything cool. My biggest beef with that game is that, like, it, w- it was, like, one of those PS4, like, kind of launch titles that came out a couple of years after the PS4 started. Yeah. Um, they were like, we need to use the power of the PS4. So there's going to be 30 enemies on screen at once and it fucking makes combat encounters take way too long and it's way too easy to get overwhelmed by like 8,000 fucking orcs. Yeah, it's it's too much. I think a lot of games would benefit from more one-on-one combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. like Especially I... that game because it's all about like the relationships that you have with the Uruks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel like you could do a lot more interesting combat when it's like one-on-one or like smaller groups like mm-hmm. Yakuza. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, like that's good. In this game, when there's 30 dudes around you and you're like, okay, only two of them are, are going to come at me at a time, like it seems like a waste to <laughs> yeah. have this system. And if like 30 dudes came at you in Yakuza, it wouldn't be good. The beauty in no. Yakuza is like three or four people come at you at a time. Yeah. And like it's challenging enough and there's a lot of variety in your combat. Exactly. Yeah. Just give me more options with what I can do, mm-hmm. please. Like, I've never seen a game where it's, like, it gives me more options for combat or movement, and I liked it less. Yeah, and, like, if it's, you can just ignore shit that you don't want to use. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fine. And this is going to come up in a game that I'm going to talk about. But Bailey, mm-hmm. do you have any other games? Uh, light touch on Streets of Rogue. Ooh, um, fucking, we can talk about that one. Yeah, so um, me and Isaiah recently got Streets of Rogue. Who's it made by again? Um. Oh, my gosh. It's the same guys that put out that, oh, my fucking God, <laughs> that one game. <laughs> they put out a ton of great games. Yeah, but anyways, it's a uh, procedurally generated, like, uh, what is it? Top-down, pixel-based, roguelite yeah. RPG adventure game. That's <laughs> that's everything on that list. So what it is is you have, uh, I think, about 20 different classes you can play as, and what they do is completely unique to that class. The thieves steal, the hackers can hack into hackable electronics. Um, the zombies can infect people and mm-hmm. use their, they can shoot bile at people and turn them into minions that you can control. Uh, vampires can come up behind people and bite them and shit like that. And it puts you in an environment, it gives you an objective and it allows you the freedom to do what you want within that objective. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's Tiny Build. Tiny Build. They put out a bunch of fantastic games. Check them out. Yes. But anyway, it just gives you that freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of Streets of Rogue. Bailey, mm-hmm. I think I've talked about it on the show before, like when it first came out on PC. Yeah, that was a while ago. Though, oh, right? a long while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so we both just got it on the Switch. It just released on the Switch. Yeah, it dropped on Switch, PS4, and I don't know if it's out on the Xbox One. Maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, what do you think of Streets of Rogue, Bailey? So um, it there's like two different classes of like roguelike games. Mm-hmm. There's games where you start and it's skill-based. And the items will give you a cushion to make it to the end. And there's games where you start and you have no chance of making it to the end without playing the game for a little bit and building up upgrades that you can carry back into the world. Mm -hmm. So Streets of Rogue, I feel, is more of the latter. I feel it's extremely, if it's possible to beat the game when when you first open it, it is extremely difficult with a bunch of bullshit. You're never going to beat that game (laughs) on your first try. Also, it's really RNG dependent. Yeah. So uh, I prefer the skill-based one, like Gungeon-type play, Mm -hmm. where you can go into a world and just be like, your raw skill will be able to get you to the end of this. And whatever you get will will increase the amount of fun you have, basically. So Streets of Rogue, at this point for me, feels like it's a little bit more of a grind than I was expecting. Um, And I'm trying to figure out, like, what classes I like still Mm -hmm. and how to operate around those things. So it's, it's definitely more... Um, I guess RNG and RPG than I was expecting in a in a roguelike game, like the RPG elements and kind of how you operate these small interactions that you have with all the other characters and stuff is a little more than I was expecting it to come in, especially <laughs> for a grind that you have to go through as well. Like uh, if it was more straightforward in doing all that, I think it would feel like less of a grind. But because like the RPG elements are there to create that interactivity, it feels like a lot more than it than I was expecting, you know? I think the first big hurdle is learning how to manipulate the systems. Yeah. Like, when you see, there's different sets of, like, tile sets. Like, there's jail tile sets, and there's Mm -hmm. uh, scientist tile sets, and there's little miniature dungeons with uh, thugs guarding treasure tile sets and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to manipulate those sorts of scenarios to get what you want out of it. Yeah. So once you start playing with classes and you already have an objective, you just need to find the way that that particular class gets to that objective. Mm -hmm. So I think that's half the hurdle. And I think it's just a little bit of the attitude you have to have coming into it because Mm -hmm. mostly my attitude is 
I don't expect to win, but I just want to do some dumb shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because there are so many opportunities to do dumb shit in Streets oh, yeah. of Rogue. <laughs> there is so much like shit to do in just interactions, not even like involving the other stuff that the game gives you, like items and like the perks you can get and the different classes. Mm -hmm. Just like the shit, if you run into that world with just a bland character with no like skills or class sets or anything, you could still do a ton of shit. Exactly. Yeah. So for sure, there's definitely that in there. It has a ton of things to do. So I think you did like the, the whole fun of Streets of Rogue is just the amount of fucking chaos you can yeah. cause. Like, especially with classes like the, uh, the zombie where you can start your mm -hmm. own zombie apocalypse in every single level. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's just, it's good, clean fun. Mm -hmm. And I've had some good times. I remember I was playing as the gorilla. <laughs> and like the gorilla can't talk to people there's a bunch of different people so like they won't talk to me like they'll go mm, whatever and they'll tell me to go away but i can find other gorillas <laughs> and they'll follow me and i'll have like a pack of gorillas running around a city like trying to get all these objectives done and like it just ends up with me trying to sneak and then we all bust in and like all the walls are broken and everything and like i'm trying just to get to this one box but like the whole building is destroyed like that there's that's just like one experience I've had. There's a ton of other ways you can do that too. My favorite is uh, the hacker. And it's just like fucking <laughs> just going outside of a building, locating the computer, putting your cursor over it, and then activating and like switching around all of the security. So like the turrets shoot at them and the mm -hmm. fucking, uh, the trip mines open underneath them and they just fall to their deaths. It's fucking yeah. dumb. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of stuff to do for sure. And it's way more fun with people. Oh, yeah. Me and oh, Bailey yeah. had a fucking grand old time doing dumb shit. Yeah, definitely. You guys just, like, connect online, or were you playing, like, split screen? We, uh, we connect online. Yeah, we connect online. There wasn't Aww. even, like, any problems. But I guess, like, we're using the same shit, so I don't see why there would be. That's cool. You can have up to four players doing dumb shit at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's great. When you said four players, I saw, like, an inflection in your eyes and, like, eyebrows while you looked at me, like... Get the fucking game. You should game. play Streets of Rogue with us, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so we can all have a good time. So Streets of Rogue, tiny build, 20 bucks, real good. Yeah. Anything else, Bailey? Um, nope, that's about it. Christian, what have you been playing? Uh, I recently got Dead Rising for the PlayStation 4. And I recently beat Dead Rising on the PS4, so we can have a Ooh. nice little conversation. Christian, um, what are you thinking of Dead Rising so far? Uh, I like it a lot. I like the price I got it for, which was $15. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's about like what Dead Rising is worth in 2019. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. I never played this game as a kid. Uh, the combat is simple, but there's enough variety in the weapons to where I think it's fun. Um, the environments are cool, and I feel like all the zombies uh, move randomly in a way to where I'm always on my toes. Mm -hmm. Like Some zombies aren't going to jump at me, but like so I kind of count on that. But every once in a while, one fucker comes at me, and I'm like, son of a um, <laughs> then you just get pulled into a crowd and it's like, well, this is no fun. Yeah. Uh, I also like some of the human enemies too. Like when you first run out into the like, uh, what's it called? Like the courtyard area in mm -hmm. the middle of the mall. And there's the like little prison inmate looking guys on a car with a minigun on it. And they're chasing you down, trying to shoot you. I think those guys are fun, even though like... With the game's combat, it's kind of hard to take them down. They're a pain in the fucking ass. Yeah, I found the, you will learn to hate. The best way to do it, I've learned, is to cheese it and like get them to hit a tree and then go to the driver's oh, yeah. side <laughs> and keep hitting the driver because then the passenger will go to the driver's side and then you can kill the passenger. Then you can kill the turret guy because he can't move. <laughs> and it's just 
I like them. Is there um, any way we could form a treaty of some sort? <laughs> it's like uh, the like only frustrating part of that about that game right now to me is just the AI when I'm yelling at them to follow me to get to the safe place. It is so frustrating. You're gonna hear that in your dreams, but like Frank yelling "follow me" <laughs> over and over is ingrained into my head, and I fucking hate it. And like. <laughs> People will just like get caught on one stair and like just won't move. And I'm like, what do you just come on? Just, I don't know how. Don't do it. Just, <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Do you know how vocal you are when you play? <laughs> Am I? You're you're very vocal. So this is a weird experience. I've, I haven't I haven't been playing the game, but you guys have. Mm-hmm. So when Isaiah plays, he is silent. Yeah. <laughs> and all I hear is Frank shouting, like, follow me. That's all I hear. And it got to the point where, like, it would just be you spamming the button, and I would just hear it over and over again. And I, that was funny on its own. <laughs> you, <laughs> oh, shit. when you play the game, I can't hear the game, but I can hear you. And I can hear you go, like, what the fuck? Oh, just fucking come on. <laughs> like, and then, like, you're trying, you're saying that, then I, like, you get grabbed by a zombie. I don't hear that, but I hear you, like, shake the fucking, yeah. like, stick and try to, like, just get out of there. Yeah. And like, just oh. hearing that over and over again is, is pretty funny. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I can provide some background entertainment. Because, yeah, I do. I know that I get pretty vocal. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. like fucking, uh, yeah. let's go. Come here. Come on, Deborah. Deborah. But it's uh, it's super fun. Um, the best characters to take are ones that you can just hold their hand or grab and then run with them because then you don't have to deal with people. Run, yeah, dealing... they don't fucking aggro on this shit. It's like they become like He-Man or Rambo when you give them a two-by-four and they're like, I'm going to fucking smack all the zombies. And it's like, Hank, Hank, come on. Come on, Hank, we don't. Hank. There's too many of them, and like, the uh, I was trying to save the two uh, foreign like Asian guys that you have to get the book to talk to first, mm-hmm. and like one of them died because d- dealing with two people at once is ho- dog shit. It's so bad. <laughs> have you ever considered dealing with five? <laughs> I d- I tried dealing with three because I went to grab the two Asian guys. No, I went to grab these two people that locked themselves in a room. And the chick that you have to carry on your back mm-hmm. at the same time, that wasn't a good idea. And I got really frustrated and I was like, fuck it. And I quit the game and then I booted it back up and I was like, I didn't save at all. And so I restarted <laughs> and I had to replay like an hour or two and it was fine. The best thing you can do is because you can, uh, one of the big mechanics in that game is being able to restart with all of your progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, with all your experience is just to save a few people and do a few missions and go back and then save those same few people and just start leveling up to the point where you can just fucking bully your way through. I might. I I like it a lot, though. I think this game's fun. Uh, Talking about the end game, if you're able to complete all of the uh, missions in the game and complete the story, you get the uh, overtime mode. And overtime mode isn't very good. It does not stack up to the rest of the game. Uh, what you're doing is there's a SWAT team that comes in, and it's an interesting story element because it's like, oh, the U.S. government would rather cover this up than, like, admit fault. Yeah. And so the SWAT team drops in. They start mowing down zombies and survivors. Uh, Frank's caught in the middle. He's infected. He's got to get a bunch of shit so that um, Isabella can make him a cure. Uh, and you do all that, and it's like, these dudes have fucking machine guns, and they will just mow your shit down. And shooting in that game is not it's fun. It's real bad. You do not stand a chance. Like, I don't understand how shooting... that That's the worst feeling shooting I've ever played in a game. Like, it's any real slow, shooter. real clunky, and you can't move. <laughs> so, it is kind of the worst of all worlds. 
Uh, after all that, you have to do a really bad boss fight, and you win the game. Hmm. Well, there it is. So I would recommend playing through Dead Rising, even though overtime mode isn't great. Sweet. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> what else have you been playing, Cholesterol? Uh, just that. And, oh, like, shit. a little bit of Call of Duty. And a little bit of Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Yep. We need to play more of that. Yeah. That's way more fun when you have more people to play. Oh, yeah. <laughs> playing, oh, like, God. blackout mode with uh, <clears throat> either me and Bailey or me, Bailey, and a couple coworkers is, like, some of the best time I've had in video games. Just, like, it's so fun. Yeah. I need to, I need, I want to watch that go out on sale because, like, fucking watching you guys do dumb shit on blackout mode is the best. It's just, like, ri ridiculous crap. And, like, I think I killed you one time on accident. Yeah. The top, so I had the map open. <laughs> and I was trying to, like, put a point down. So, like, let's go here. And, like, I hit the button to do the point, And I had a tomahawk also assigned to that button. <laughs> yeah. So, like, he was in front of me. And I was like, let's go here. And I heard, like, like that fucking the hit marker sound. And look up. I'm like, what happened? And I'm just <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> like, some ninja assassin just got <laughs> just took out and it was me who killed my friend <laughs> who killed hannibal <laughs> god and i think like some of my favorite moments too are like oddly when i'm dead and you're the only survivor and i'm like he's over there he's over there i can see him <laughs> like we're just trying to help each you're other out because you can like watch the other person's screen yeah i love that game oh, i remember that i was like I think we just dropped somewhere and you died and I was like, fuck it. I don't want to play the game. It's like, I'm just going to be playing by myself. So I was like, I'll just get two shotguns and I'll just run around. It worked so well. Dude, I, I got these two shotguns that are like, just not great. And I'm like, I'll just go deal with this <laughs> and see how this works and probably die. And like Christian's like, there's two people over there. And I'm like, okay, let's run into this. And I go in there and I kill both of them. And I'm like, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> Why has God cursed me with these Bailey's good looks and like, game skills? He's like running, jumping and just shooting like, Eight rounds of shotgun shells just over, over. He runs out of the other one and flips to the other. Like, I have two of them. So I'm just like, whoo. <laughs> and I Bring feel like back. the people are just like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? Because <laughs> you have to be like in their face to hit them too. So like, yeah. I think you started hitting early and like it wasn't hurting them, but they're probably like, what the yeah, fuck Yeah, and I was just happening? literally running around like one tree. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just up in their shit screaming and like quoting Bible passages in their fucking face. Oh, Jesus. My game's good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So much fun. What have you been doing? I've been playing a bunch of games because it's the summer and everybody puts things on sale. So it's a bunch of new experiences for baby me. Um, <clears throat> so first and foremost, Dragon Cra Dragon's Crown. Uh, started playing that. It's a Vanillaware 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up that uh, back in the day when it first came out on the PlayStation 3, if I remember correctly... Had a lot of controversy because there was a lot of titties in it. And I was like, ha, huh, that's ridiculous. And I started playing it and there was a lot of titties in it. It's 2019. Titties are fine now. <laughs> yeah, but I was playing it in my mom's house. So oh, I sold it. <laughs> and now I fucking, I'm an adult and I'm playing it on my PS4 in my living room. And I'm still embarrassed. God. <laughs> so it'll be like... Oh, this warrior maiden or whatever has been attacked by goblins. And it's like, there's the severed head of a goblin that's like chewing on her leg. And she's like spread eagle and shit. And she's got like quadruple Q cups. And it's just like fucking <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like every woman in that game besides the elf is just like this bodacious bitty. And they're just like, who wants to see some titty? <laughs> Why did you have to rhyme right there? <laughs> because it's it's a dead medieval game. <laughs> uh, but the game is fine. 
Uh, it starts to get old after a while, especially because of the mission-based structure, kind of forcing you to go back and forth through the same stages. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy the uh, dwarf class because he's the only one that can pick people up and throw them around, and that's like <laughs> my entire shit. <laughs> so it's fun, but I feel like it'd be a lot more fun if I actually got a bunch of people to play with me. Um, it's kind of, if you want to think of it like those Capcom uh, D&D games... Just with a little bit more complexity. Oh, okay. So I actually prefer those Capcom D&D games because they're so much fucking fun. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Dragon's Crown could you know, get there if you have a couple of people playing with you. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, play Gravity Rush. Oh, Gravity fucking Rush. Fucking yep. get Gravity Rush. It is so good. Gravity Rush is a 3D, how would you describe it? Platformer? It's kind of a platformer where you can like control gravity and like decide if you want to jump to this like little thing and be upside down or not and i don't sorry it's <laughs> super good though you get to control gravity and zip around and use gravity to uh hit people in combat like you shift the momentum of the gravity towards them and you just fucking kick them real hard and it's good and you or, can like make it to where things like the environment shifts and like hits them too, right? Yeah, you can pick shit up and throw them at it. It's like telekinesis, or you can make like gravity roller skates and fucking skate around town and shit. And it's super funny when you like shift gravity, you like pick up people with you and they're like, ah, fuck, ah, fuck. <laughs> and you're like flying through the environment and little Timmy's like flying Mach 1 through the air like 100 feet above the ground. It doesn't matter what happens to him afterwards, but. It seems like everyone around you is, like, used to it, too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, jeez, I guess I'm not getting to work on time. <laughs> but it's a ton of fun, and I really like it. Gravity Rush Remastered is a ton of fun, and I can't wait to play the sequel once I'm done with it. Other than that, I've been playing Robit games. Oh, Zone of the Enders 2, the second runner, is possibly one of the best games ever made. I've never heard of it. Holy shit. <laughs> It's um, basically the first one. The first game is just the first Gundam series, but like, no, the first like couple episodes of Gundam. Mm-hmm. It's like boy finds gigantic mech suit in town, defends his settlement. The second one is dumb. The story doesn't matter, but the gameplay is fucking excellent. You're boost-dashing around. You're hitting shit, picking up robots, throwing them around. You're using homing like lasers and shit blowing shit up it's super fast it's super uh satisfying it feels real good like the audiovisual feedback is spectacular uh the explosions real good it just fucking connects and it just feels perfect <laughs> it's like the way i want a mech suit to function <laughs> and i love it other than that i just picked up uh gundam versus which it's really good Nice. <laughs> it's not as good as Zone of the Enders, but I don't want to, I don't expect it to. It's one of those 2v2 arcade Japanese uh beat 'em up sort of games where every like mobile suit has different abilities and you kind of got to junction those and you got close up abilities and melee and shit like that and it's just fun dumb arcade shit and I love it. Nice. So, yeah. I did a that. bunch of video games. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, bro. So Bailey, how's Toy Story Dude, that movie's so good. That movie's deliciously good. I will watch that movie three more times. How I many cried. times have you watched it? I watched it once. I want to watch it more. <laughs> I, I cried twice because I'm a big baby. And um, the story is not 
like it doesn't seem like a cash grab. It actually does things within the story of Toy Story that you wouldn't have expected. Like, are we? Am I allowed to spoils? I would give your general thoughts first, and then spoils. <clears throat> so generally, all of the new introductions that are made feel really good. Um, they don't feel forced or like they, oh, we need a comedic uh, comedic character. Like, fuck it, here's some whatever character that just ruins every moment. There's none of that. Every character feels like they have a spot. There's a good over-lapping like, theme that the whole movie has that like perpetuates in every character. That's really good. And then it really hits on a, a sweet note right at the end, and I appreciated every moment of it. It was great. All right, spoilers from here on out. What is Toy Story 4? So Toy Story 4 is the story of Woody... Uh, finally getting used to the fact that he doesn't have a kid to take care of anymore. So the uh, the story starts out with Woody being like trapped in the closet because the new kid doesn't like him as much, so he doesn't get played with. Oh. Yeah, so he doesn't get played with, and um, then the new kid goes to preschool, and she doesn't have any friends, so she makes a friend, which is like the staple like new character, which is uh, Forky, which mm-hmm. is that spork with the arms and shit. And that's a great character. He's super fun. When you meet, like, you immediately meet him, and all he says is trash. So, like, he's, Woody's like, she made a new friend. And he puts him on the ground, and he, like, looks at all of them, and he's like, these are all your friends now. And he's like, trash? (laughs) 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 Yeah. And, like, he doesn't understand that he's a toy, so he just, like, keeps trying to be with trash and, like, jumping in the garbage and everything. (laughs) Same. Yeah. So, like, that's, it it, it was a weird kind of connection to, like, this generation of (laughs) that kind of self-deprecating humor. Just, like, have you ever been with trash? Like, he's talking about it, like, it's so warm and comforting and you feel loved. (laughs) I like him. Wow. Is there ever a moment where he grapples with being alive? Yes, he doesn't know why he's alive. <laughs> he doesn't, because he's like, I am meant for few for food and then trash. <laughs> like he is he, us. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, like he's a great character. I love him. And like the moment he realizes that like he's a toy is when he's explaining trash and he's like, it's comforting, it's good. And the new kid, her name is Bonnie, and Woody goes, Bonnie is your trash. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, he has a whole arc. But that happens, like, in the middle of the movie. So you feel like that's the main conflict. But then you keep going with Woody's story. And Woody runs into, like, this antique store. And he's invested in Forky. And Forky gets kidnapped. And he's trying to save Forky so that Bonnie is happy. And there's all these other wild toys that don't have kids. They just call them wild toys. There's all, like, free-range toys. Do you encounter them like Pokemon and have to beat them up? No, you don't encounter them like Pokemon. Well, actually, you do kind of encounter them like Pokemon. They just kind of pop up, but they're all cool. Do you kick their asses? No, they're all cool. They're all cool. This is a Toy Story movie. Yeah. Fuck you. They're all cool, except for one. I crave violence. Yeah, and there's this one toy that's in the antique store that doesn't have a kid, but she really wants one, but she can't because her voice box is all fucked up. So her main goal as the antagonist in the movie is to try and steal Woody's voice box. So that she can speak properly and finally get to hang out with kids and stuff. Jesus. And so she has like this one kid in mind. It's the uh, it's the grandchild of the owner of the antique store. And mm-hmm. she's like, that girl is my kid. Like, I need to get a voice box and I'm going to place myself so she can play with me. And she finally gets the voice box from Woody because Woody has finally accepted the fact like, I'm not going to have a kid. Take my voice box. You go have a good life. And so she's like, yes. And so she places herself. She does her little voice box thing. It gets the kid's attention, and the toy is so happy. And then the kid goes like, yeah, fuck it, and then just drops her and leaves her right there. Oh. Yeah. And, like, I teared up right there. 
because even though she was the antagonist, they did a really good job of explaining like why she feels the way she does. She's been a toy for like 70 years and she hasn't had a kid. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind? Literally. So then she turns into ally after that. Woody's like, come on, we'll take you to Bonnie and she'll be, you know, your new friend. And like the other set piece of the movie is a carnival. And so they're running through a carnival and they're running through the sidelines where it's all shadowy. And while they're doing that, they see a kid that is lost and doesn't have their parents. And they're fucking bawling. And they're crying super bad. And the toy that got the new voice box is like, I'm going to go hang out with this kid and try and make them happy. And she has like a bunch of different lines with her voice box, like many toys do. It's all random. And so she goes up and she sits like right behind the kid and she sets off her voice box. And she goes like, do you need help in her little voice box thing? And it catches the kid attention and the kid stops crying. And then she carries it over to a police officer and then like she reunites with her family and everything and she's like this toy helped me find you guys and it's like oh my god <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my like fucking god oh. just hearing about it like, wow. oh my fucking god and um and then after that they finally get to bonnie and forky is with bonnie and then woody decides you know like all of you guys go and he leaves buzz and all the other characters and he stays at the carnival and he helps toys reach kids so that's his story now oh yeah that's really sweet yeah it is sweet, but mm-hmm. I also don't like that. Do you call this like the end of Evangelion yes. Toy Story? Yes. <gasps> That's, this is for sure the last one. Anything past this, I doubt they could do anything more with it because it doesn't have Woody in it anymore. Yeah. But we said that about Toy Story 3. Touche. But like now he's separated from like the whole group. That's fair. Like yeah. it's, it felt like it has always been following Woody and now he's off doing his own thing. So quest about being wanted and a story with like just woody in the carnival i don't think would no no (laughs) they did like a small thing of that and it's cool but i wouldn't watch a whole movie of that it's like towards the end where like it's all those toys like behind those rigged carnival games and they're just rigging they're just re-rigging the game so like all the kids are winning and like all the toys are getting given away (laughs) so like that's cool but i wouldn't watch a whole movie about that so it was awesome it was great i loved it 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 Mm-hmm. Cool. Also, Keanu Reeves is in it. He's a a fucking bike toy, and it's great. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Put him in more everything. things. Mm-hmm. Put him in the MCU. Fuck it. He should uh, be. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. So yeah, watch uh, it. It's super good. I loved it. So Carly Rae Jepsen is um, the best. The Messiah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and Christian uh, went to Carly Rae Jepsen concert recently at the Grand Sierra Resort. Uh, it was pretty packed. It was a great show. Christian, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, Christian. I, I wasn't expecting to see my boss at the Carly Rae Jepsen concert. <laughs> <laughs> my manager was there. And I was like, oh, hey, dude. <laughs> it was pretty cool. I wasn't expecting. Like, I saw people that I knew there, too. It was weird. I was... Also, like, pleasantly surprised at the amount of LGBT youth that was there. It was, yeah. like, a gathering place. Like, everybody was, like, fucking, you could hear the Yas Queen in the air. <laughs> yeah. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was just really nice and, like, inclusive and pleasant place to be. Yeah, it was super fun. So, Christian, who opened for Carly Rae? Because you can't just have a Carly Rae concert. I mean, you could, mm, but. She would, she would have no problem. Yeah, No, she right. wouldn't. <laughs> she <laughs> fucking entertained me for two hours straight. It was great. This band I've never heard of called Mansionaire opened for Carly Rae Jepsen. And when their first song started playing, I was like, I don't I don't understand why they're opening for Carly Rae because mm. it sounds so like indie and experimental. It's a lot of like 
really loud kind of like whiny guitars and synths, you know? And then the singer comes in and they get a little poppier and a little more upbeat. And I feel like they made sense opening for her. They were a nice small indie band. They only have like a couple thousand followers on Twitter and stuff. So uh, I I like seeing uh, bigger bands kind of try and help lift up indie bands by bringing them on tour. Um, But Mansion Air did really good. they They killed it, dude. They did really good they did a really good job of like engaging with the crowd and stuff like that and their music was just really nice and fun like i wasn't expecting to like them then i came out of the concert and like we both bought a vinyl and a t-shirt from them because we like them so much yeah they just they seem like decent dudes like we got to like talk to them and uh they signed both of our vinyls after the concert and it just they just seem like nice guys yeah i like them a lot so definitely check them out a hundred percent. Just a couple of nice dudes, really good music. Uh, yeah, yeah. And well, I was, I, it kind of warmed my heart because I was like, it was like a story arc. Like I don't know about these Mansion Air fellas. And then like their music started winning me and the rest of the crowd over. Yeah, for sure. It seemed like a lot of people didn't really know who they were, and then by their last song or so, like the crowd seemed like they were getting really into it. Yeah, there was like a little mosh pit forming. Everybody was like having a good fucking time. It was nice. Yeah. Crowd was fucking jamming with it and it was nice. So check out the Mansion Air. They're awesome. And then the Queen. Oh, Carly Bay. Carly Ray fucking came out and she had curly blonde hair and she was having a good time. And I don't know what I'm doing with my voice, but she was just killing it. She was <laughs> like feeling it. And it's like, I, I remember all those like op eds about when Carly Ray was coming up and how she has like this really fun, awkward, like feeling it, Cindy Lauper sort of energy. And I was like, yeah, it's probably like for her early career. She's probably not going to have that now. She had that like fun, awkward, I can't dance, but I did a little bit of choreography sort of feel. <laughs> yeah. And she's just feeling it. And she's got this big, dumb smile on the entire time. Like, this is the best day of right now, today. It's great. We're all having a good time. You, me, and Reno. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, my favorite thing about Carly Rae Jepsen forever since I've started listening to her is that she just always seems like that girl next door who's just really shy and awkward, but she's super cute and lovable. And like Carly Rae Jepsen on the stage is that person, and I absolutely love it. It's and, like she's just geeking out, having a great time. Yeah. And it's like she's feeding off the audience's energy, and the audience is feeding off of her energy, and ah. <laughs> yeah. She had a really good uh, set, too. Like every single song back-to-back was a hitter for me. Uh, she played a lot of songs I wasn't expecting, too. She played Store from Emotion Side B, and I, I really didn't expect her to play Store. Yeah, she but had I some But I freaked deep cuts. the fuck out when she played that one because I love that song. <laughs> it was great. And, like, she pl- she obviously played all the hits. Come uh, Run Away With Me. She played Julian. She played Call Me Maybe. Oh, she played Call Me. <laughs> and it's like my favorite part was, like, I was kind of expecting her to be self-aware of, like, yeah, it's a meme song, but I've got to play it. And it's like she was completely self-aware of just that <laughs> entire aura around that song. She was just having a good time. And, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember Sarah and I, at the beginning of the concert, we were debating. She was like, I don't think she's going to play Call Me Maybe. Like, I think she's past that, you know, like, this is a new Carly. And mm-hmm. I was like, no. She's got to play Call Me Maybe. Same card. I think that's the only song off that album she played. (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, she knows it's a meme song, and the crowd does, too. Like, the crowd freaked the fuck out, and I love it. Um, Yeah, she did great. I love her. What's that that song that goes, Show Me If You Care? What's that one? All That? 
I think it might be all that. I can't believe she fucking played it, and she that was probably my favorite part of the entire uh, concert is when she played that because, like, it's kind of a deep cut, and it's probably, like, outside of the big hits off of that album, like, my favorite cut off of that album, and it was so good to hear it live. All that's good. Um, I think my favorite part of the concert was either when... I forget what song she played, but she played a song, and then they did, like, a dubstep ish electronic interlude while she went into the back and like changed into a new outfit and oh then she yeah. came back out and when she came back out the guy who had been on like uh some type of piano or maybe a bass guitar pulled out a fucking trumpet and they went to play run away with me or a song with a trumpet in it Hell and yeah. she's singing with the guy who has the no, trumpet. It was a sax uh, yeah the sax there it is yeah and it was it was incredible. Dude, they were fucking playing off of each other, and they were, like, back-to-back, just fucking, oh, Like, Run Away With Me with a live sax was so fucking fulfilling <laughs> and beautiful. You have no idea how much I fucking was screaming and screaming, like, oh, shit, she's playing it. She's doing the one. <laughs> I thought she wasn't going to play I Really Like You, and it feels dumb in retrospect because that song was fucking huge. And I was like, she hasn't played it yet. Where's... Where's my song? Carly, you wouldn't. And then she fucking played it, and I was screaming, and the crowd was screaming, and Tom Hanks was screaming. (laughs) It made me really sad. I really wanted Tom Hanks to be on the screen in the background. That would have been fucking amazing. (laughs) Like, that would have been, or Tom Hanks comes on stage. Like, one of those two, I would have loved it. Uh, they really, they like knocked it out of the park, especially with the singles, uh, in terms of the the lights uh, for her new album, Dedicated. Uh, whenever one of the singles came on for that one, especially oh, which one was it? Where it was just like that they had the music video playing in the oh, background. Oh, that was too much. Too much. It was so fucking good, and the choreography was so simple and so fun. And I thought it's like that we we were all yelling for like Carly Rae when we thought it was all done. <laughs> And she came out for an encore, and there was confetti, and I still have it. <laughs> there was confetti. She took someone's sword from the crowd. Yes. She struck a He-Man pose, and it was so fucking funny. She didn't give that sword back, by the way. <laughs> no. And, like, uh, she really uses her voice so much more in concert than she does on the album. And I wish she would sing in her albums like she does in concert. Because, like, right? she flexed her voice so much. It was so loud and high-pitched. And, like, in the album, she can get quiet a lot of the times. And I like that. But I like hearing her, like, using her voice to its full potential. She de- Her voice is so good, and I feel like it's underrated because she doesn't use it like other pop stars do. Yeah. But... Man, she is like she is the pop queen in my opinion. She is like she is my queen. I love her. Now I've been to the shows for like two or three of my favorite bands, but I think this is the concert I've had the most fun at. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, a hundred percent. Even even though I went to two fucking front bottom shows, this is the most fun I've had at a yeah, concert. Yeah, this like this type of music, especially, is just stuff that like you just have a fun, dumb, goofy time. Absolutely, and I love it. So yeah. Fuck yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen. Listen Sick. to Carly Rae. <laughs> yeah, listen to Dedicated. It's like it's really growing on me recently, especially. It's just like after that concert, I was just like, this fucking album's great. I gotta listen to it some more. Yeah, that one in Emotion. Do it. Do it. Do it. And Emotion Side B. Boom. Fuck, I got caught, so caught up in Carly Rae Jepsen, I forgot we had another segment besides this. All right. So are we going to dig into Marvel Phase 4? <laughs> oh, Dude, boy. Heckin' I can. 
So All I'm right. going to let you guys have this one because I hardly give a shit about Marvel. Uh, that's not like my, the derogatory, like, mm, I'm too good for Marvel. It's like it just isn't even on my radar at this point. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it when you and Bailey drag me to the theater to watch a Marvel movie. I generally enjoy it. So. Yeah. But you're not like deep into the woods of it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. No, but I will say I am excited for uh, – do you just want to start getting into the announcements? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... So they announced, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, oh, nine, yeah. ten, eleven projects for phase four. That yes. made me crazy. That's what I count. Jesus. Um, half of them TV shows for Disney Plus and half of them movies. Mm-hmm. Um, do do we want to list all of them or just talk about the ones that we're interested Let's in? Just talk about the ones it's, we give a shit about. Yeah, just yeah. the ones we're interested in. Okay. First um, and foremost, there's going to be a new Blade movie, dude. Yeah. There's gonna be a new Blade movie. We don't know we if don't... it's a movie or series. I don't give a shit. Blade is getting a thing. Yeah, and the guy <coughs> who plays Blade, I don't know how to say his name. I feel bad. But he was in um, Moonlight, Green Book. He was the voice for the uncle in Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, he's good. He's a very good actor. Yeah. Tried and fucking tested. Um, I'm. I've never been a big fan of Black Widow as a character in the MCU, but they're making a Black Widow movie, and I was like, eh, shrug, whatever. But we found out the villain is going to be Taskmaster, Mm -hmm. so I'm real excited for that. I really liked her in uh, Age of Ultron, especially, even though that isn't a great Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just thought her interplay with uh, Bruce Banner was a lot of fun. Yeah. And how Scarlett Johansson plays her is I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah so she's she's good. It. It's just a character they've never like developed enough. I feel like so mm-hmm. giving her her own movie and like Taskmaster is gonna be awesome, especially because it's supposed to be more of a spy movie. And I'm really down with Marvel doing different styles of movie since mm-hmm. like you can't have every movie feel like Iron Man one. Yeah, now that we're out of the shadow of the biggest Marvel characters, Captain America is done. Pretty much. Well, the current Captain America. Mm-hmm. Iron Man's dead. Uh, what, what's his nuts? Oh, my gosh. I feel so. Tom Holland is only scheduled for one more uh, Marvel movie. We should mm-hmm. have him for more, though. We should. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Mm-hmm. But, like, the big characters are starting to wind down, and we're getting room for these characters that have only had one movie, or they're only kind of in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or new characters, too. So. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's really cool to see Marvel, like... Okay, you guys can have your fun, but now we're going to get into the weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to that weird shit, dude. And I mean, fucking, are you guys excited about the Fantastic Four finally getting a Marvel joint? Because I sure am. I have been waiting for the Fantastic Four to be part of the MCU for so long. Just can because... you imagine the bonkers shit that's going to happen? Dude, fuck the Fantastic Four themselves. It's just the best part about the Fantastic Four. You just want Doom missiles. Is Doctor Doom. Oh, yeah. Doctor Doom is like the best Marvel villain. Yeah. Doctor Doom has... Like single in fucking just comic logic has is the the best villain that Marvel has. Yeah, like he is single handedly able to deal with all the Avengers on a like a comic book level and be fine. Like he's ridiculous, and, and I want to see them do dumb shit with him. And every Fantastic Four movie we've gotten so far has not done him justice. Yeah, at all. never. And you know who else is attached to the Fantastic Four? Galactus. Mm. Yep. That mm-hmm. would make for a great phase four or five villain. Mm-hmm. And you could bring, like, the Guardians into that as well. Probably Thor, too. Like, Galactus oh, is a huge fuck. thing. I just remembered, speaking of Thor, we're getting Lady Thor. Lady Thor, yes. Thor, <laughs> Love, and Thunder. 
Mm-hmm. I, I actually might see that one. It's getting directed by Taika Waititi. Yes. Uh, who is playing Lady Thor? I think I'm... it's Natalie Portman. Oh, yep. yeah, it is Natalie Portman. Yeah. I think she's going to do a fantastic job and under mm-hmm. the direction of Taika Waititi because fucking uh, Thor Ragnarok was, like, the best movie. Yeah, yeah. it's like... <laughs> The best, one of the best Marvel like, movies. Triple S tier Marvel, right up there with Endgame and Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So fucking yeah, give him the reins to more things. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely good. Speaking of Marvel getting like weird, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, what fucking t- like they're they're going so like comic book feel with these titles. I love it. Like just ridiculous, and mm-hmm. this doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be Marvel's first like horror themed movie. Good. And we're hoping it's going to be super Cthulhu feeling. That would I be cool. I would be all over That's that That's how it shit. should be. I think yeah. the, I'm guessing that the main villain for that movie is probably going to be Shuma Gorath, which is, he's like a weird tentacle eye monster that lives in the chaos dimension. Yeah. And so, so like that makes perfect sense for everything that's like Cthulhu-esque and all that. That should, he should be the main thing. For sure. If there's not a tentacle in that movie, like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) What did we pay for? I'm excited for that. I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Mm -hmm. He's like, I mean, all of the casting has been perfect, but he's one of those ones where I was just like, he is 100% perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else? There's the Immortals. I know no, the Eternals, the not Eternals, the Immortals. Yeah. God, dude, I, that's a different superhero team. Dude, the, the Immortals and Humans, Eternals, X Men, Mutants, whatever. Fuck it. Beans, <laughs> like, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. <laughs> you name it. <laughs> oh my God, I don't. I I don't really know much about the Eternals. I don't either. To be honest, I wish that the Eternals was the series that the in that the Inhumans is, and then we had the Inhumans getting their own movie. That would be cooler. I don't You're know starting to not speak English, Adam. Yeah, yeah see, it's all, it's all weird. But I just feel like the Inhumans are cooler. <laughs> They're more, like, mutant-esque and easier to understand than whatever the fuck these guys are. I feel it. Okay. Other than that, there's going to be a Loki show. Yes. Uh, yeah, I wasn't too excited about this one until I heard the premise, which is cool. Uh, it takes place right after the events of Endgame, where they travel back to 2012, and Loki gets a hand of the Tesseract and disappears. Mm-hmm. And I think that's hella cool that they're tying it mm-hmm. in with just some, like, random thing that happened in the movie that I didn't expect. Yeah. So I'm down with that. The only other show that I'm super interested in, well, two, is Hawkeye, because I'm a sucker for Hawkeye. It's going to be him training his daughter to be a super awesome uh, Hawkeye person. Mm-hmm. Awesome. There was a series that I really hope it picks the tone up off of where it's like, they like th- like the writer kind of realizes that Hawkeye is kind of a low rent sort of character, and everybody kind of makes fun of Hawkeye, but he's like just trying to do his thing. No, so the I recent really Hawkeye the comics have been great. No, that the, the the tone is that like it's kind of just funny that Hawkeye is in this universe with all these gods and shit, and he's like doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think and everybody's that like, cool. "Who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm Hawkeye." <laughs> <laughs> that and I'm super excited for what if. Yeah, uh, I read those comics. They're super fun. Dude, those are like the most fun comics. Yeah, like, they're just ridiculous. Those are like the Deadpool gets the Infinity Gauntlet, the X Men uh, zombies stuff is all that. Like um, the de- weird different like I think King Doom or something is in mm-hmm. one of those. Yeah, like there's a whole bunch of weird stuff. Like I think actually I think King Doom was like it's like real. Was actual... that Secret Wars? I think that was Secret Wars. It picks. I think it picked up right after like Civil War two, and it's yeah. just like really bad. 
Yeah, but it's like things where random people become like the Herald of Galactus, like the Hulk as the Herald of Galactus instead of the Silver Surfer. Yeah, yeah there's or... this. Well, there's a one where it was. Um, there's this big fight in the comics between Wolverine and the Incredible Hulk, mm-hmm. and it's like, what if uh, the Incredible Hulk actually actually like fucking killed Logan? Like, mm-hmm. what would happen if that happened? Like, just weird changes in continuity of like, what if crazy shit happened? Ooh, favorite one. There's one where Aunt May becomes the Herald of Galactus. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, like, it's just a bunch of weird shit. And so it's it, supposed to be an animated TV show. We don't know if it's going to be 3D or just a cartoon. I'm hoping just a 2D cartoon, yeah. personally. And it's still going to have the voice actors from the movies, mm-hmm. which is super rad. Yeah. And they're going to be taking that perspective of the Watcher telling all the stories, too, which is cool. I, I like appreciate that. that. And what I love is it's basically like Marvel Twilight Zone. So you can basically go with yeah. any tone that you, you can want. You can do whatever. Yeah. Like um, they can be short episodes exploring something silly and dumb for just like a sight gag, or it mm-hmm. can be something like serious and horrifying that happens that completely changes continuity and rips the universe a new one. Yeah. So that kind of shit is super fun, and I love it. Yeah. I just have to let you guys know we're like. The world is going to have to subscribe to Disney Plus because so many of these TV shows tie into the movies. Like WandaVision directly ties into the Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fucking super not happy about the number of subscription services there are out there. Yeah, I'm butthurt about that. I am too. At least Disney Plus is only like six bucks, which is really cheap compared to. really cheap. Especially because they have the biggest catalog. They have the fucking Simpsons. My problem is it's basically just, like, latter-day cable now. Oh, yeah. Where it's, like, you just pay for your own, like, the the channels that you want. And it's, like, it is technically more convenient because I don't have to wait for something to come on. I can just stream it. That's the world we live in now. Mm -hmm. But it is pretty much just making your own cable package now. Nah, I feel like uh, in a couple years, a lot of these subscription services are going to die Oh, they're going to implode, like, horrifically. No one's going to want to buy, like, five. I feel like people are going to, at max, want to buy three. Yeah, I'm at two and I'm happy. I do, um, oh my gosh. Crunchyroll. I do, yeah, Crunchyroll and I do the horror one. Shudder. Shudder. And they have a bunch of fan. They just put the Transfiguration on there, so I might have to watch that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll happen eventually. But yeah, I think that's about it for yeah. the Marvel stuff that that's we about really care about it. Yeah, that's all there really was on there that I was interested in. Can I talk about Gundam super quick? Super quick. Okay, so I started getting into Gundam. I started building Gunpla because it's, like, the greatest thing ever. It's Uh this combination of, like, it's super zen because you have to be completely focused on not fucking up your action figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So I bought the toolkit, doing all the cool shit where it's, like, you're filing it down, you're cutting off little extra pieces of plastic with an X-Acto knife, and you're clipping it, and you're putting it together, and you're thinking of what pose you're going to put your cool Gundam in. I was like, wait a minute, there's 40 years of Gundam that I need to catch up on. So I found a big listicle of, like the super fans, what they think of the different series. And I'm starting off with um, Gundam Unicorn, which is a seven-part OVA series that's, like, every episode's about an hour long, and the production values on this fucking thing are insane. When did this one come out around? It took from 2010 to 2014 to put out seven episodes. Wow. And it fucking shows. Gundam Unicorn is goddamn gorgeous. Uh, it's kind of like a soft reboot, retelling, almost. It's weird of um, the original Gundam series. It still has Char in it. Um, the mobile suit is very similar. The unicorn does look like um, oh, is it XR eighty six? I forget. I think that's the original mobile suit. And it's 
got all the same messages and themes, and it kind of goes like through the same beats that the uh, first few episodes of uh, Mobile Suit Gundam went through. I'm also watching Mobile Suit Gundam, and it's like for a show that came out in the '70s, it's really fucking good. Nice. Like you can like I I've been itching, and it hurts so badly that I haven't been able to see like cell animation in so long, and seeing very smooth, well done cell animation is fucking beautiful. And the dub, it, I'm watching it on YouTube illegally because I can't find a streaming service that has the <laughs> '70s show on it. Well, the yeah. FBI is coming right now. Okay, oh, they're gonna so kick down the jokes fucking on you, studio. buddy. <laughs> jokes on you. Respect the state. Podcast it's, getting cut short again. <laughs> it's really good and it's fucking heavy. Like you don't, you wouldn't think a show from the '70s that's about dumb robots fighting each other would be like fucking heavy about like mm-hmm. war and, and child. Yeah, soldiers child and shit. soldiers and fucking people actually dying and the repercussions mm-hmm. of gigantic things blowing things up. And it's fucking heavy, but it's really good. Like the first episode actually made me tear up because it's like you see the devastation of war. Mm-hmm. It's fucked, but it's also very, very good. Gundam, again, Gundam Unicorn kind of hits those uh, beats too. Uh, after that, I think I'm going to start Iron-Blooded Orphans. I already saw the end of it because... I'm dumb and I love watching fight scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that one's really fucked up too. It's like a lot of it is like inside the cockpit and you don't realize like how fucking dangerous being inside a gigantic robot can be until a dude with a big pair of pliers is crushing your cockpit. Cool. Like it's fucking scary. Like a lot of shots in that are people getting crushed in their cockpits. It's really scary. <laughs> Hardcore. So yeah, those are the three I'm focusing on right now. I think I'm going to go back and maybe watch some of the build fighters. And it's like, there's a bunch of, like, I need a spreadsheet for this show. People think JoJo's is hard to follow. There's like eight universes going on in Gundam. It's Damn. fucking wild. But yeah, Gundam's kind of an adventure. I'm really getting into it, and I'll keep you guys updated because it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's get to the real fun part. <laughs> All right, my last segment. Hell yeah. So, all right. Jesus, was that your fucking headphones or was that your neck? That was my neck. Holy shit. My getting... back. Okay. Oh. So, <laughs> we didn't all, always used to be purveyors of perfect taste. We used to be <laughs> shitty little children that listened to embarrassingly bad music before. Oh, yeah. And so now we're, we're going to talk, talk about, about that. that. Yep. Christian, <laughs> what are we fucking retin link? <laughs> Let's talk about oh, that. Man. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. Uh, Christian was really excited about this. He left us on a cliffhanger last night when we were coming up with this segment. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna lead up to Christian. I'm gonna start with Bailey. Wait, Bailey. okay. Question. Yes. Uh, how many? Uh, okay, so I have like three albums I can list mm-hmm. off. Do you guys have like? What do you guys have? I like, have like a couple. I have like two that are like don't necessarily count, but they were like I they're what I listened to. Do you want to like and... round robin or just like list off all your things then go? To yeah, the let's next round person. robin. Let's start with Bailey. Go to me and then Christian, because I want you to go last because I'm excited. Okay. So, Bailey, what <laughs> shitty music did you listen to? So, I'm sure we are all familiar with the work and stylings of Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, don't I you act like you're ashamed I of that. I refuse. I, I, I listened to Weird Al Yankovic, like, last month. Fuck you. No, sorry, I went guys. on a YouTube binge when I was younger, and I watched them all. Don't you say it's bad. Oh, my I, God. I'm not like, saying... on shitty internet waiting for that shit to load I'm was my entire childhood. as a child, I I liked it for the music that it was. Like, that polka uh... shit. 
I liked that. You didn't like it because it was funny. You, you know, no, as a child, as like an eight-year-old, I didn't have the wherewithal to understand satire. <laughs> so it's not like he was doing deep cuts on fucking yeah, like the Reagan administration. Yeah, or something. like I wasn't. I liked that album. <laughs> yeah, I dude, white and nerdy. <laughs> I listened to that for fun, not because dude, you thought it was funny. Dude, for fun. Nice. So. Take that with a grain of salt, everybody. My favorite was always the Jurassic Park one because the music video was Claymation, and I thought that was fun. Oh, what's I, the I eleven minute one? The really the oh, like stuck drive. in the drive through. Oh, yeah, that, that and Albuquerque great. are super long. Albuquerque makes no fucking sense. It's just like this nine minute ramble of fucking weird Al Yankovic mm-hmm. and an accordion. But like, just to put it in perspective, a lot of the songs that he was making fun of. I heard his songs first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were caught in that weird culture where we were born like just after these things were yeah. relevant, but Weird Al was also still relevant. So it was like a weird, like, well, you know, the songs he's parroting are really good. So he's like doing a discounted version of them. It's like, yeah, they're fine. So I didn't know that. So I was like, well, these sound good. So I like them. <laughs> I thought for the longest time, I thought Stuck in the Drive-Thru was his own original song. I didn't know that no. had a song. Yeah, that's that's some... also. To this Oof. day, that is one of the funniest fucking jokes, like, ever told. Like, 11 minutes of setup for that punchline. Yeah. So fucking good. It's pretty good. So I, yeah. I like it now because it's funny, but not because I like it because of the music. Like, does that make sense? <laughs> That's fair. Okay. So there's that. And are we are doing a round robin? We're doing yeah. a round robin. Okay. Um... I grew up in Ohio. <laughs> All right, Christian. And I also grew up. <laughs> I also grew up after 9/11. Oh, so no. fucking country music? Oh, like bro man. country music was huge in Ohio. <laughs> like everybody was super patriotic and we were like we're going to fucking get them and we mm-hmm. didn't know it was going to be the forever war that Dick Cheney made. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Toby Keith was huge in my oh, fucking house. Yep. It was nothing but Toby yep. Keith, Keith Urban, Chief Keith. I don't know. <laughs> That's a rapper. No, Chief Keith is the rapper. I was Chief. making a joke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, fucking, it was a disgusting amount of country music going on in my house. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Is Toby Keith the one who made Red the, Solo? Yes, yeah. he is that's Red a, Solo. That's an Cutman. objectively good song. That song is objectively I will good. Objectively, kick both of you in the balls, dude. That you, you can't even that deny out. that song's good. It's catchy as fuck, but it is one of the. Laziest I will get songs. us copyrighted for, by singing it right now. Yeah, don't <laughs> do it. It's, it's that easy. <laughs> if you start saying "I love you," and there's gonna be a shotgun on the back of your head, <laughs> just like you have any twang on that sentence, we're coming for you. <laughs> So mine was fucking that. I adi- I remember in second grade, I auditioned for the talent show with some like a Toby Keith song. You're just fucking nice. up there with your red solo cup. You're killing it. <laughs> no, that was that was when we were in middle school. <laughs> I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Jen A. <laughs> fucking Christian. Let's get to you. Because okay. uh, Christian, if you guys didn't know had a oh, horrific like here. werewolf scene face. Let him, let him. This is before the werewolf scene phase. <laughs> This is 12-year-old me. I had my iPod <laughs> Nano, and I put this on my phone, my own self. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is it, Christian? It is the album, and I listen to it a lot. All the right reasons, 
by Nickelback. Oh! <laughs> Let me tell you, I loved it. Bailey just looks like he got a fart in the mouth. Oh my god! I could still. I remember the lyrics to a lot of songs because I listened to it so much as a kid. Go, give me one. No, Come on. Uh, no. There's the song "Animals" where he's talking about like fucking a girl in a car or something. <laughs> We're animals and like. Uh, rock star. <laughs> oh no! And I dude. loved it as a kid. I was like, "This is rock and roll." <laughs> Do you know the words to photograph? <laughs> oh god! Dude. Uh, yeah, that's I, it. It goes downhill from here, baby. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Bailey, you got another one. So, um, uh, as a as a wee babe, as as everybody knows who has been listening, I don't listen to albums a lot. So, like in middle school. And like, tw- yeah, from middle school on, I didn't really listen to albums and stuff. I was just picking music, whatever, I'd put that all together and I'd listen to that. But before that, my step, not my stepdad, my actual dad, <laughs> my actual dad was very into metal, specifically Metallica. So he fucking <laughs> played a ton of Metallica. He's like, you need to know about all this shit because it's great. And so I listened to all of it. And I will say, so the first four albums that Metallica has, I think it's, Kill 'em All and Justice for All, Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning. Master of Puppets for sure. Those four albums are spectacular. Yeah. Everything beyond that point is shit. <laughs> and it's awful. And I loved all of it. Mm-hmm. And I had it on my iPod Nano. Yeah. And I would be, have, have like long hair like down to my back and I'll be listening to like shitty like Saint Anger Metallica. Oh no. All, yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, oh no. What color iPod did you have? It was just gray. Okay. Cool. Yeah, mine was too. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's something I'm not too proud of, and it's not that great. Were you part of the iPod generation, black silhouette with your headphones? Oh fuck yeah! Oh dude, yeah, that's that shit that commercial popping. is like one of the best commercials mm-hmm. ever made. <laughs> Isaiah, what's your next one? <laughs> so I love how we all like, <laughs> es- especially like you are like quantifying like why you listen to this. Like, don't hate me, but these are the reasons I did it. <laughs> I used. I, oh man, this is all, this is also hurting my pride because I have to admit that most of these that most of this band songs are fucking garbage. Say it. But the Offspring mostly bad. Yeah. The Offspring has a lot of bad fucking songs. Yeah. They there are more. It's easier to count the good songs. <laughs> Ooh, it sure is. Like Smash is a fantastic album, and I will say Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace is a good album too. Mm-hmm. But. In between there, it is mostly like a fucking sewage swamp of Garbo. Mostly trash. Like, the worst hangover ever is an objectively terrible song. <laughs> uh, fucking, oh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy is also a bad song. Yeah. Oh, that song's great. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta just, admit, like, the only song that I care about from Offspring is the fucking, I don't even know what it's called. It's just, you gotta keep them separated. I don't even know what that yeah, song's called. Yeah, that's off called. of Smash. Yeah, like that song is the only song Self I care about. Self-esteem is a good song too. Self-esteem is also off of Smash. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, is that man. the one that has like a skeleton yeah. type thing? Okay, okay. That's their second album, uh, second studio album. It's it's a really good like punk grunge album. Like like album, it's just fantastic. You can listen to that album today and still like get it. But after that, they started on these weird gimmick songs and these weird message songs. And, like, they had a couple of really good bangers in there. Like, The Kids Aren't Alright is still a fucking, like, great song about, like, graduating high school and the world is fucked and everybody you know is fucked or dead. Mm-hmm. 
And like that, yeah, that's oddly pertinent. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody's died yet, though. So we're fortunate enough for that. But <laughs> it's just like a dark song about like a really relatable subject. And it's really well done. Unfortunately, Five Finger Death Punch then ruined that song. So that's yeah. what happens. Uh, Christian. I will say none of your guys is, is as bad as this next one that's coming up. You will be I mean, ours aren't as fucking bad as fucking Nickelback. No, you're right. Uh, I think your guys' list, like, I think Offspring, he, I mean, Weird Al and Metallica, whatever. Offspring and, uh... Toby Keith. Toby Keith, whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm coming up, I'm coming up on something that's I gonna hurt me personally. I guarantee you won't. I know it's not hey, gonna man, be as bad I'm as I'm not yours. even trying Listen to compete to this, with you okay, and Nickelback. this is the album art. <laughs> I'm going first. <laughs> this is the one that made me burst out laughing last night. We Stitched These Wounds by Black Veil Bride. Oh, no! I heard the album name and the oh, album art no! has this dude with heavy black eyeliner and eyeshadow, pale white face, oh. stitching his mouth closed. That's mm. the album art. And I, like, I loved Black Veil Brides as a kid. And then I went to, like, I, I went to Walmart with my dad. <laughs> And he was like, you can get an album if you want. That's the worst and I'm star like, of any sentence. I'm like, yeah, I want this one, Dad. And it's Black Fail Brides, their second album, Set the World on Fire. And it's these guys with Kiss makeup on around a bunch of fire and it's the most photoshopped picture I've ever seen in my life. It's horrible. I went to Walmart with my dad and picked up my Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are crying. Oh my god. Cause, Cause I know your dad and he would be like this is the gayest shit. <laughs> oh no trust me. I it, it was bad. He was like uh, oh are you sure about that one? And I was like yeah and he was like <laughs> I need to know, did this influence your image? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, I want the I want the JPEG for this one to just be middle school Christian. Like and today Christian is a sweet blonde baby boy with a good haircut and everything. He's unpierced. He's just a sweet boy. I had Describe black, yourself. I had a, a black long hair down past my shoulders, flipped it. <laughs> Black lip piercing. Uh, I wore the tightest skinny jeans I could wear that were all black, and I wore a black T-shirt. And oh a hoodie God. in 95-degree weather. Dude, fucking in, high, in the beginning of high school, I wore skinny jeans, and like as a tall man, you can't do that. <laughs> like I felt like my testicles were in a garbage compactor. That was fucking rough. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, I can't... I, I tried putting on a song from this album... And I, like, about yeeted my phone out of the room. <laughs> but the the guitarists to these albums, the, the guitarists... Don't you defend it! No, the guitarists are phenomenal. They're mm-hmm. some of the best guitars I've ever heard in, like, metal music. But the singer is absolute dog shit, and he went solo, and I don't know how you go solo with a voice like that. It is horrible. Bailey, your turn. 
I, I have to follow that. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Go on, man. Like, uh, fuck. Let's talk about your embarrassing phases. Dude, no, I, I can't compete. It's no, not, you can't. I know it's it. It's not. I knew that this subject would be worse for me than anyone It's not. Else. It's, man, dude, I don't know. Like, I had to listen to a lot of, now that's why, that now that's what I call music. Same. Like, there's a ton of that in my life. Like, one through 20. <laughs> <laughs> You're a devotee, I see. Are they still doing that? They probably are, I kind of doubt it with, like, streaming services and stuff. No, they're still going dude let me Shit, look really let me look that that was my only one i don't they even know what to, to say be at, like in the 50s now if they're still yeah, let me there. let me look now all right for me this is like the most sanitized fucking suburban ohio thing i used to be really into kid rock <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but also the most recent one is now that's what i call music 103 <laughs> holy shit what year this is this year, I think. <laughs> this came out yesterday. Yeah, 2019, July 12th. <laughs> Holy shit. came out literally a couple of weeks ago. Holy shit, man. Oh, oh it's probably fucking got God. some bangers. Probably got some bangers on it. That's right. Sorry. Go ahead, Kid Rock. Kid Rock. <laughs> That's pretty bad. It was like my mom knew because like I was a wee baby that I shouldn't be listening to his hot rhymes. So she got me the fucking censored version. I could tell because I wasn't hearing all the goshes and darns. <laughs> I felt so hardcore listening to it on my fucking little purple boombox. <laughs> nice. So good. Like, peak white kid in Ohio. Oh, yeah. Oh, Christian. Yeah. Uh, I guess the last one I'll say is I used to be a devout Ozzy Osbourne worshiper. Hey, man. Hmm. That's no, fucking good. No, like, I had... I had a book that had 12 CDs in it. Holy shit. And an art book with it. And I would sit on YouTube for hours on end just playing his music videos. And that's, that's a good life. I should have saved Blackville Brides for last, but Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> but like Blackville Brides right. also encompasses like Asking Alexandria and a lot of those screamo Ooh. bands that I can. Nope, nope, nope. Nope. And yeah. So there you go. Now you know a little bit more about my history. <laughs> wow. And Isaiah's. Shit, man. Bailey is still shrouded in musical mystery, I feel yeah. like. I'm all over the place. Can we call it, can we make that the, the, the title for this episode? Shrouded, shrouded in, in musical, musical mystery. mystery. <laughs> I can finally make a title. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Or walking into a Walmart with my dad to buy Blackville Brides. Fuck. No, I can't get rid of the punchline. <laughs> oh, my God. God, that shit's so good. Okay, can we get out of here after that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we need to be more humble more often. Shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad I could come up with this topic. Next time we talk about Isaiah's weeb phase. <laughs> His that's, phase. That's still going. Yeah. There we go. Okay. It used to be much worse. <laughs> Christian looks so unexcited about that. Like, <laughs> fuck, how could it be worse? <laughs> I had a bad weeb face, too. Oh, did you? Yeah. I watched a lot of bad anime when I first got into it. Oh, no. You remember the anime Black Butler? I do! Can I tell a story real quick? That anime is horrible. Oh, man. Can I tell a story real quick? Yeah. So, <laughs> so there's this time. I I regrettably got Christian into, like, got him back into anime. I was like, hey, you should check out Full Metal Alchemist. And he was like, I should. And then he watched it. And then he got his girlfriend to watch Full Metal Alchemist. And that was a fucking downhill climb from there. So, <laughs> so I was watching 
Trigun at the time. Christian knows exactly where this is going. Oh, fuck this story. Christian was watching Trigun. I mean, I was watching Trigun at the time. I was having a real good time. It's a cowboy space show. And you guys were watching <laughs> uh, Psychopaths. Psychopaths is good. Psychopaths is good. I will give it that. But I started... I started tucked. We had a group chat, and it was me, Christian, Christian's current girlfriend. This is years ago, and an old friend of ours who's a dick. Yeah. So <laughs> I put, I really like Trigun. They were like, "Fuck you, Psychopaths <laughs> is good." And I was like, "Well, I, you know, to each their own." And we like, were, Christian can we verify like... this. This is the tone I was taking. I was like, "Yeah, to each their own." I just don't like it as much as Trigun. They were like. Fuck you! You should. Psychopass is the best. Trigun's gay. It was mainly the other friend. He was just all up like, "Fuck you! You're an asshole, dumb idiot, baby for liking <laughs> Trigun." And like, I remember my girlfriend being like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's how she started the group text. Because. <laughs> just like the meanest shit over my dumb cowboy anime <laughs> fucking weebs are vicious we are <laughs> we are fucking hell <laughs> all right that concludes episode 31 of the i can dig it podcast maybe next episode we can dig into more embarrassing things about our lives <laughs> oof <laughs> i've been ike i've been bailey i've been christian Oh, if we got to do our call to action. No, we If don't. you <laughs> want to get in contact with us, uh, Christian is at iChrisRomero on Twitter. I am at DucoZombies. <laughs> and the show is at ICanDigItPod. Uh, if you want to email us, it's IcanDigit18 at gmail.com. And you can find us wherever you find podcasts. Uh, if you want to support the show, we don't really have a marketing budget and we don't really have a Patreon that you can donate to because we get like 100 viewers per episode. Less. <laughs> Less than that. We, we eventually get to 100. <laughs> um, so you can tell a friend or you can uh, rate us and review us on iTunes. That helps us with the analytics. And it's just nice to have a five-star podcast like we do, which just gives me the fuzzies. <laughs> yeah. We're, this, is a, this is a podcast mainly for our fun and enjoyment. But if we can find more people that like this podcast for our fun and enjoyment too, that's cool. Hell yeah. But again, this has been episode 31 of the I Can Dig It podcast. Hope you enjoyed See you in two weeks. Right. Bye. Bye.